Hello and welcome back to Franklin Covey's On Leadership podcast series. My name is Scott Miller and I serve as your host and interviewer each week. You may remember that recently I published a book for HarperCollins called Master Mentors, 30 Transformative Insights from Our Greatest Minds, an easy breezy read, basically chicken soup for the leadership soul, where I uh, highlighted 30 of my favorite guests from the first season or two of the On Leadership podcast pick up a copy. I've now authored volume two, Master Mentors, 30 New Insights from 30 New Guests, and it'll be out in October, available now for pre-order, and who knows, maybe today's guest might agree to be featured in volume three. Our guest today is one of the first ever people who's had two of the spouses in the house, both land on the New York Times bestseller list. Her new book is Try, Just Try One Bite, recently out, She's an entrepreneur, she is a mom, she is a former fashion model, you know her as a television host. She also is married to the gentleman who wrote Green Lights. You may remember our episode with Matthew McConaughey. Please join me in welcoming Camilla Alves McConaughey to On Leadership. Hello, how are you? Thank you for having me. Camilla, great to see you, great to have you on today. I mean, it is pretty cool that both you and your husband were on the New York Times bestseller list at the same time. Tell me how that news went down in the McConaughey household. You know, it was a pretty exciting day because to get on the list is already, right, it's like this, this big deal. So we're all excited. Um, for me, I, you know, I'm from Brazil. When I moved here, I only spoke three sentences in English. So getting on the list was so far off for me mm. that like I could never get there. So we were all excited and celebrating. And then at night, we got this message that like you know it was a screenshot and it was Matthew's book and my book on the same on the same week so we had a whole other celebration and the kids did a little surprise party and cakes and balloons and all of that so we got to to have a good time celebrating that moment. Camilla congratulations well earned your book is Just Try One Bite your co-author is Adams Mansback who People may know as the author of the infamous, notorious book, Go the F to Sleep, which I love this book. Of course, I can't read it out loud to any colleagues, and I can't read it out loud to my children. <laughs> but just occasionally, once a year, I'll go in and read it out loud to myself. You and he do a masterful job of taking some of the wit of your uh, parenting, your passion around whole foods. You know, you were not always an author and a mom. In fact, you've had an amazing career. and You've joined Adam in this great book. Highly recommend it for parents and grandparents alike. What I'd like to do, Camilla, before we talk about the book is, will you walk us through for the benefit of our listeners and our viewers on what's your history? You've had an amazing history as an entrepreneur, a fashion model, as a, uh, a fashion designer. You've been the host of numerous television programs. But that isn't where you started in life because if I'm not mistaken, you're actually from a family of farmers which I think is one of the genesis of your passion for healthy eating. Take a few minutes and walk us through your history. Yes, I'll try to keep a very long story short. But I am from Brazil, born and raised. I moved to the United States when I was 15. I come from a family of farmers. My dad is still a farming to today. We have a farm together down in Brazil. Um, I moved here. I didn't speak any English like I, I shared earlier. Um, and I came to visit uh, family members and started a, you know, decided to stay because I, uh, my aunt took me to a modeling agency and they wanted to represent me and give me work to work as a model. Um, in that process, you know, between staying here and actually starting modeling, 
I had to kind of support myself into that process. And I, you know, I was cleaning houses, I was working in restaurants, um, working in stores. And then slowly when the modeling thing all came together, then I moved to New York City. And uh, I modeled for, gosh, I don't even know how many years now, but I lived all over the world doing modeling. Um, many different places. I lived out of a suitcase. And then um, my family slowly from Brazil moved to the United States. And my mom and I started a handbag company, which we sold for department stores. And then we had a QVC line. So I was, you know, going on QVC and doing all the selling on air, doing all of that. We were doing mass production, uh, large scale. And then I stepped down from that after having three kids. When my third child was born, I was like, okay, I need a little break from, you know, going down to QVC back and forth. Um, and um, I started Women of Today around that time. And Women of Today still, you know, I'm still a major part of what I do right now. And I also joined uh, this founder, Agatha, on this company called Yummy Spoonfuls, which we took from, you know, just doing on a share kitchen to mass production to target uh, 1,500 stores, 35 different uh, SKUs, and uh, we launched all at once. Um, and the company is still out there, still working, doing great in Walmart now. And uh, I'm stepped down from that company. And right now I'm just doing Women of Today. In the process, I also did, um, you know, I love a challenge. So they gave me a challenge to host uh, some TV shows. And I say, you're kidding me, right? I can't read a teleprompter and never done this before. And I did some tests and they like it. So I took the challenge. So I, I have hosted some, some TV shows. Um, and I do a lot of shows, you know, the Today Show, Rachel Ray Show, a lot of appearances, a lot of times cooking, because that's what the Women of Today community wants to learn the most. And then this book was the, the, the new challenge that, that came on board, right? When I stepped down from Yummy Spoonfuls, I had learned so much about food and, and knowledge. And, you know, I just had so much information that I was like, I have to find a fun way to continue this conversation about doing better for you with food and what a better way to do it than start it early with kids and in a fun way. So let's pivot to that. You've obviously had a very successful career as an entrepreneur, business owner, founder, television personality. Uh, you and your husband, Matthew, have three young kids that your passion around raising into great human beings. And of course, the foods that they eat is very you know, integral to their, um, their lifestyle and, and how they also treat the world and the planet. You mentioned that you yeah. come from a family of farmers. Talk about the inspiration for the book and why you think the book is so important to, to parenting. Look, you know, I think it's important for me to say that, you know, the book is not about telling parents, feed your kids this way or follow this way, okay, this, this method. The book is really about giving a reminder that the conversation around food is extremely important. Why is it good? Why is it bad? Where it comes from? How does it work into your body? You're going to have a relationship with food for the rest of your life. So might as well be fun. You might as well give kids the knowledge and the more knowledge they have, most likely they're going to, you know, be set up for a lifelong of good habits or better for your habits. So that was really the inspiration of like, you know, can we do this in a way that it's not preachy? Can we do this in a way that it's fun? And that's where the reverse roles in the book came about. Yeah. 
where it's actually the kids getting after their parents, not the parents getting after the kids. In fact, Camilla, I think I read a story once about you and your daughter were in a grocery store. There was a cupcake incident. Will you recreate that cupcake story? I think it's very instructive around the roles parents and children play together in healthy eating. Yes, look, I'll take you back a little bit on how that story started, okay? Because a lot of parents ask me, how do you get your kids to understand this? So I think you got to make it fun as much as possible. So I, this all started when my kids started playing sports. They were doing soccer. And, you know, you get on the field and you had, you know, kids coming in with the gallons of, you know, sports drinks. And my kids are like, oh, I want some of that. And I said, well, you can have a little bit, but we're not going to come in with a the gallon. They're like, why not? And I said, well, look at, the, look at the bottle. And they're looking in the front of the bottle, right? And I was like, forget that. That's like marketing so it gets you to grab off the shelf right i'm like look at the ingredient panel and they started reading oh this and that i'm like well do we use this stuff in the kitchen and they're like well you know and they go oh red 40 yellow five and i'm like that's so they're like that's so cool and i'm like that is cool right i'm like do you know what that is do you know what it does where it comes from and they're like no and i was like well let's do a game and i say whoever comes to the dinner table with the more information of what it is, where it comes from, how it works. Um, we'll get a treat, we'll get a prize. So we made a game. So it became a dinner time conversation. It became a compet- you know, competition between them. And we learned all about those topics. Now, my kids didn't really practice right away, but slowly they started to. So the way that, you know, the story about the cupcake was I was at a supermarket with my my daughter and, you know, we're passing the bakery and I was like, hey, we, you know, do you want to get a cupcake? You know, it's She's like, no way. And I was like, well, it's okay. You love cupcakes. You can get one. And she was like, no way. Look at that icing. It looks like neon. It's got all that, you know, yellow five, red 40 in it. Um, and I was like, you know, inside I was like, yes. You know, like, so again, I think that the more you teach them, even if they don't practice right away, you set them up with a strong foundation and they would start practicing on their own. It's a great story. Camilla, independent of your husband's fame, you have, like it or not, some celebrity status because of all of the public roles you've played on television or as a model or your many successful business ventures. Uh, give us a glimpse into your life. How do you raise three well-adjusted, healthy children in, in the spotlight? And obviously your family decamped from, I believe it was California to Texas not so long ago, but what kind of struggles do you face with a public life as parents I'm guessing try to make sure your children have some semblance of normalcy. Yes, it's a it's a good question. You know, I think that us doing the move from California, from LA to Texas, it was very helpful in that pers- in that sense. Um, you know, the, the challenge is this. Okay, so we're always meeting people for the first time, and people are not meeting us for the first time. They right. already come in with the, right. this preconception that they already know us that well that you know they're intimate with us they know all the kids names they know you know our stories and all of some of our stories and all of that so that becomes a little bit of a challenge because people sometimes you know can cross the line of privacy of understanding that it is kids involved um but i think we've done so far knock on wood a pretty good job on creating this balance for the kids because you know in a way Matthew and I are not we don't live in controversy right we, we we look at what we do that's our job so just like any other parent you go to work you do your job you do well and if it succeeds 
you know, in any career, you're going to get more, you know, more people are going to come talk to you. More people are going to want to know about what you're doing. More people are going to want to work with you more, right? And all those things. Um, but we don't, we don't, we don't base our life out of that. And we try to do, to keep our life as simple as we can in this large scope that we work with. Does that make sense to you? It does. In fact, I think it was a profound statement. You choose deliberately not to live your life in controversy, whether someone has celebrity or not. I think it's good advice just as parents and, 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 and friends and partners and people to ask ourselves, you know, how much do we choose to live our life in controversy, whether it be political or in fame? What was the, yes. what was the impetus for that decision? Sorry. Yeah. And it's very important that we also think how much time and power are we giving to controversy, right? Because I feel like all of us, we're all guilty of it, right? Of like sitting on social media or reading online the things that are controversial that aren't necessarily that important. And the more clicks we give to that, the more they're going to put those things out there, right? And um, I believe that, you know, living in controversy in a way, it's, it's the easy shot to me. It's, it's like, well, you know, you can, you can put something out there. It's like, you know, like, you know, shock value. Those things are easy to do, right? But to live your life on a, on a base level and just work really hard to build something that can help others, can inspire others, that is just hard work, something that you really love. Um, then when it succeeds, you know that it's a clean, it's a clean win. Does that make sense? It like does. it's a clean win. You really worked for it. You achieved it. People got it. They liked it. They were supporting you for the right reasons, not just because they're like, you know, addicted to it and want to be like, you know, the, sorry for using this word, but soft porn, you know? Yeah. I like the idea of living your life with a clean live, a clean win. Did something happen in your and Matthew's marriage or family or, or professional life that was a trigger for you all to sort of more consciously live your life not in controversy? Not really. I think it's just really who we are and how we were raised. You know, we both come from very simple, uh, humble beginnings. We had, you know, parents that even know it's wild, right? Like Matthew's parents got married and divorced to each other three times. <laughs> oh, we read about and it my, in Green Lights. But, but they ended up together. And my parents did the same thing, but they ended up divorced. Okay? But even with all of those hardships and all the, you know, if you read Matthew's books and all you know the stories, but even with all of that, like our parents really gave us solid basis and morals and respect and things like that so you know like doing things for the wrong reasons was never acceptable in my household like my dad always said to me like if you ever marry somebody for the wrong reasons but you know if it's for money or this my dad will always tell me like you're a high-class prostitute to me and I was like, and I was like young when my dad told me that. And I was like, whoa, what are you talking about that? That's like really strong wording right there. And he goes, but that's true. Like if you sell yourself short and if you do things for the wrong reasons, you're going to end up with a life that you're not happy. And, he, and, and it was always the sense of when you put your head in the pillow, can you sleep in peace? Can you have peace of mind? 
So that's kind of always been, you know, my my kind of compass on everything that I do. Even when things go wrong, I'm like, okay, hold on. What do I need to fix it here? You know, especially in business, we've had some experiences in business that, you know, you have to make tough choices and you feel really bad. And But I always sit there and go, okay, how can you do turn this into the best possible scenario where you you can put your head on the pillow and sleep at night? So that's kind of my compass. Camilla, I always find it interesting to ask people that are on the podcast what their motivation was for writing the particular book that they have. This is not a book review podcast. Some number of our guests haven't written books or that isn't the focus. Of all of your entrepreneurial success and no doubt some failures as well, in your life as a, as a, as a host and a, and a, a celebrity uh, and as a businesswoman, as a parent, why did you choose to write your passion about food and healthy living through this particular book? Yes, I like to say that it's not necessarily about healthy living, but better for you living. Um, I I think that's an easier process for everybody, for myself and for most people too. Um, Look, I've had my good share of health, um, health situations in my years, and I didn't realize how much food was affecting Food was not the cause, but food was affecting it, making it all worse. And I wasn't realizing that until I really started diving in and really understand. And then, you know, I get access out to these nutritionists and doctors and I'm starting talking to them and going, why is this not like, why are we not starting this conversation earlier with kids, why with families, with just why is it's not more of a fun way to have this information out there? So for my goal, you know, like even with women of today, most of the recipes there are easy to make, but it's better for you. It's not perfect, but it's better for you. So it's just that way to try to inspire people to do small changes in their lives that they can maintain for a long period of time. And that's when real change really happens, right? So if you do something that it's better for you, but you can maintain for a long period of time, then all of a sudden you start feeling better. You start seeing difference in your habits and you go, oh, wow, what am, what's going on here? And you go, oh, it's because I changed this. I'm practicing this differently. And then you go, well, I feel much better. I want to know what, you know, then you get curious of the next level, right? And the next level. So the journey of doing better for you really starts to be like engraved because you, you really feel it. You can't change when you really feel it, right? You, you know your body even starts telling you. Um, instead of going into, you know, quick fads and this diet and that, and you can't keep up and you're right back into old habits. So I think I just have a passion for people just going in that journey. I've seen how much has changed my life um, when I started. So I'm I'm just very passionate about it. And and I have so many people that share with me stories and letters and, you know, um, see how much it has changed theirs. So that was, the book was, just a different angle of starting, you know, women of today do a lot of that for adults and women. And then the book was like, we got to get the kids, we got to get the the parents and kids having that conversation. The book is fun. It's well illustrated. It's got the great cadence of, uh, not the language, but the great cadence of uh, your writing partner's other very famous book. I can see this book in libraries all across America in elementary schools and public libraries. I wish you great success on that. Uh, And you don't claim to be a nutrition expert, although you are a 
a, a successful entrepreneur in the food space. You don't claim to be a parenting expert, although you've managed to keep your, your kids mostly out of the public eye and you've kept your marriage together, which is tough with three kids. I can relate. My wife and I have three young boys that we're convinced every night plot to destroy our marriage and we repair it over coffee every morning. But I read a great story about you. You refer to your husband as Matt. The world knows him, of course, as Matthew McConaughey. You talk about the, the sanctity, if you will, of like time with your husband, of precious time every week, including if it's just like outside under an oak tree or something. Uh, you're not a parenting expert, but you certainly are in the midst of it with the rest of us with more pressure on you. What advice would you give the millions of listeners that are raising parents, launching companies, have side hustles, trying to keep their marriages together, build their careers, leave a legacy, survive a pandemic, take a vacation? What are some of the things you've learned that you think others could benefit maybe from just being reminded of? Absolutely. Um, look, as you say, I'm not an expert. I'm still taking tips <laughs> if anybody has some, right? I'm just right there in the middle, just like everybody else trying to figure out. Um, it is a bit crazy, right, uh, to try to manage all those things. I think one thing I've learned throughout the years is to set my priorities straight very early on. So, you know, I have a little list and I'm like, okay, what's on the top of my list? So for me, it's my family. Uh, and then it goes down from that what my priorities are. And no matter what I'm doing for work, for projects or household, whatever it is, if that's my, again, my guidance, then I always find those, that little time in between. I always find that's my priority. I tell everybody that works with me, my family's my priority. If they're a call, if something happens, I'm out. Like, so I kind of set up the infrastructure of the companies and, and the projects in a way that everybody's very clear and understanding of that. So set your priorities straight and also share your priorities with who you work with. I think it's important. So if something happens where you have to jump, they can actually help you you know, in, in that, during that time. Um, organization, it's a big thing, which I was very, uh, it was not my strength. Um, I'm getting better and better at, but like, you know, in my office, I have a huge calendar in the window and I have, you know, three months ahead of time and that's filled up and I can visualize it and see what I got coming in front of me. In the house, I have six months and, you know, it's on the wall and everybody gets to see everybody's different colors. Um, so kids, you know, when is this go in the calendar? It's right there. You know, math is when it's in the calendar, go over there. Uh, so that's been extremely helpful. And I think that, you know, also the, the, the thought of like, I got to take time for myself. I got to take time for my relationship. You know, a lot of times I see, I, I'm guilty of it, very guilty of it. And so I change my, my, my state of mind and I see friends and, and people I know trying to do this too. Where they think, well, you know, a break or a time. It's like, I got to go on a vacation. I got to go on a trip. Well, you know, I got to. Yes, you do. But on the weekly basis or daily basis, you got to find these little breaks for yourself to recharge and let your thoughts catch up with, you know, catch up with you. Uh, let your body rest for a moment. So doing this little mini breaks makes the world of difference. So for me, what I go to is breathing exercises because I can't meditate, I've tried, it's not my thing. Uh, so I go into breathing exercises, which in a way it's a form of meditation, but just simpler. But 
sometimes I just do it for like two minutes in the car. So if I'm coming from meetings and I'm about to go into the house, instead of going straight into the house, I just sit there and do my breathing exercises for two minutes. Before getting into a meeting, every time I'm going from one scenario to another scenario, I just take this little mini pauses. And I've seen that it has made a world of difference of how I come in and approach the next thing that is coming at me instead of feeling all like, oh my gosh, I don't have room to breathe, right? And then doing these little breaks that we, you know, that you're, you're sharing about like me and Matthew with your partner, you know, a lot of times we put it in the calendar and we go like, you know, this week, okay, we're, you know, if we don't have time to go and just go hang out doing something more fun, it's like before dinner, let's go sit under, you know, we have an oak tree in the, in the, in our property and I got two chairs under and I, you know, when we just sit there and have a tequila together and, you know, and just chat to, you know, until it's time to, to go sit down for dinner. But having those smaller moments are extremely important to keep sanity, health, and also um, the connection. Camilla, I've heard you write about the importance of date night and, and spending time, whether it's under the oak tree or out at a restaurant. I mean, how do the McConaughey's go to Applebee's? I mean, honestly, how do the two of you go to dinner on date night? Is it possible? Is the community respectful of you? How do you set those boundaries or do you not do that? You know, we just do it. It's just the way out, the way out. Let's just put it this way. The way out <laughs> takes a little bit longer to yeah. get into the car. <laughs> let's just put it this way because a lot of people are stopping to ask me for photos or talk, you know, and most of the time, and I don't know, if it's just because, again, how we how we choose to live our life, but most of the time people do respect when when we are having intimate moments or when we are with kids. Uh, it's you know every once in a while you know we do get into some weird situations when people just get a bit. I don't know. I don't want to use the too wrong close, word. But too close, maybe. Yeah. Too excited and, yeah. and you know it keeps interrupting a moment that it's you know yeah. it, it's yeah. intimate and 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 uh, private, but. But we do pretty good. We do pretty good. It's usually the way out that that it's like, okay, you know. <laughs> You're going to find yourself exiting through the kitchen, right? Through the back doors eventually. We, uh, we use that. We use that quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, I bet you do. Camilla, the book is Just Try One Bite, written for both kids and parents and caregivers. Uh, invite everyone as a grandparent, uncle, aunt, or uncle or aunt, anybody that's interested in developing great human beings, it's a great book as well as uh, for all of us, for that matter. What's next for you, professionally, personally? What's your future look like? You know, it, it's, it's a good question. You know, uh, the success of this book, it's been, it's been so successful. And, and it was such a journey to write with Adam and have Mike come in. I mean, Adam really came in and brought those words, this book into a, a, a magic and fun journey. Um, that, you know, being on the list and the success that it's, it's happening, the acceptance that it's happening, it kind of opened a whole different arena in, into the book world. So we'll see. It might, be, it might be another book. I don't know if it'd be a kid's book or something else, but, you know, it, it might be something in that direction. And, um, and really focusing on Women of Today. Women of Today, it's my core passion and it's it's beautiful to see how much is it, it's influencing people to do better for themselves and their community and uh, and also they just keep living foundation we you know it's a foundation that Matt and I have together um, we just had we do a, a annual event in Austin Texas uh, we just had a 10 year 10 years doing wow. the event wow. 
And we just raised over $10 million for kids in need. So it's pretty cool and exciting journey. So we're focusing on a lot of that too. Congrats to you both. Congrats on your success and raising three great kids and, and uh, staying out of the limelight when appropriate, staying out of controversy and living your life that way. That will sit with me and stay with me. Um, yeah. I can see me writing about that and crediting you in the future. Camilla Alves yeah. McConaughey, author of the new book, Just Try One Bite, the second New York Times bestselling author in the McConaughey household. Thanks for your time today. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Our pleasure. Look forward to having you back on your next book. Thank you. And we'll see you back here next week for a new conversation on leadership.